Welcome back to this week's episode of Be Bolder. We have spent a tremendous amount of time this season talking to founders and investors and economic developers and everyone in between about the importance of taking care of a team in working to grow a business and take the next steps forward with that business. Now, we're switching gears slightly. Uh, now we're going to have me going at it alone. So buckle up for that uh, with some shorter episodes over the next few weeks where we really talk about taking extreme ownership of making sure that we have wellness, wellness initiatives in place for our founders, our teams, ourselves, etc. And what that really means to be taking extreme ownership and extreme accountability of that. Now, if you look back to season three, we talked a lot about accountability and consistency and dedication. But here, we're going to talk about it in an even deeper sense. And my hope is by the end of the season that you have said to yourself, hey, there are some things I can do differently, more of better, whatever the case is going to be for you and your team so that you can continue to grow your business and make sure you're taking care of people the best you can. So let's get after it right here this week on Be Boulder. Now, I have revisited uh, a book recently called Extreme Ownership. It's written by two U.S. Navy SEALs. And now before you go checking out because you're not fond of federal government, military, etc., let's set that off to the side if that's where you're at. I'm a person who recognizes freedom's not free. Uh, I can't begin to understand what these folks and other military veterans out there have been through in lifetimes past. But what I do think is absolutely incredible are some of the leadership and life lessons that some of these folks can share with us and that translate out from maybe the military world into business for us. And so this week, the most important thing that we are going to be focused on is really the (laughs) simultaneously the foundational piece of the pyramid and the tippy tippy top, because if this isn't in place, we are going to have a hell of a time, um, running our businesses effectively and keeping those wellness initiatives going forward. And so what that is, is extreme ownership, the principle of that. And so I want you to seriously ask yourself for a hot second right here. You know, are you genuinely happy with the directionality of your business, the metrics of your business, the wellness initiatives of your business, how the people within your business are functioning? Because if the answer to any of those things is no, our next reaction should not be, well, it's so-and-so's fault because of X, Y, Z, or, oh, the team members don't get the wellness initiatives that we have in place, or the, the team members don't understand what it is that we're trying to work towards. Well, if that's the case, extreme ownership principles tell us that we, in fact, have to make sure that we are taking accountability for that. So really... The buck stops with us in that regard, because it is not about them not getting it, someone on your team not getting it. It is about you not vocalizing that appropriately or you not prioritizing that. 
And so one of the most important sentences I thought about in this book the other day was extreme ownership requires leaders to look at an organization's problems through an objective lens of reality without emotional attachments to agendas or plans. It mandates that a leader set ego aside, act responsibly for failures, attack weaknesses, and consistently work to build a better and more effective team. So that means if you feel like your teammates aren't engaged or you feel like your teammates don't understand what it is that their metrics are or your team members aren't achieving their KPIs or OKRs, that is not on those team leaders per se. First and foremost, it falls down on you because you're the person who's leading them. And let's not get it twisted. One of the things that this sentence just said is, hey, you have to set your ego to the side. I'll be the first person to acknowledge, like, I have a hell of an ego. And so when I have to think about this for my own teams and I see someone who is underperforming or I don't feel like they're getting it or they're not seeming inspired, First, I'm like, what the hell's wrong with them? And then I have to check that ego at the door because it is not about them. (laughs) It is about me in that regard. And I am not appropriately leading them, teaching them, inspiring them, sending them in a direction that helps guide them to their next great step in this. And so if we are thinking about, hey, how do we best take care of our team members mentally, physically, spiritually, whatever that's going to mean, and financially, we have to make sure that not only are we doing the things that we need to do in that regard and holding ourselves highly accountable, more accountable than anyone else, but we also have to make sure that we're translating those things through and not pointing blame and saying, well, that person, they're just not cutting it. And, you know, I think it's because they don't like it or they have a vendetta against me. Well, we're all part of the same team, right? If everybody is on the same team, you are all working towards a common mission and goal, right? You are not um, one team versus the other team. And if you're in a culture like that within an organization where they're pitting, you know, operations versus finance and finance versus marketing, that is a dangerous place for you to be. And I need you to, you know, seriously reevaluate that. But If you're a person who is running an organization or within an organization and you have some control and uh, control of the destiny over some team members that sit underneath you, you really need to take this stuff very, very seriously. And it's not that people aren't getting it. It's that you have first and foremost haven't done a great job of explaining it. And so only after we turn over every single stone and we say, hey, have we made the mission clearer? Have we clarified what we think the goals are for people's personal wellness, be it their mental health, the financial health of this business, their financial health, you know, everybody's physical health on this team, making sure that everybody's rested up. So when they come back in on a Monday morning, they're full of energy and bright, brilliant new ideas. Or did we push them to the brink over the weekend? Because that was the only time that they could get anything done because we've had meetings about meetings and wasted a bunch of time. So, I say all of this because we need to adhere to making sure that if we want the best outcomes for ourselves and our businesses, we have to own that shit. And we have to own it full on outright. It's no pointing blame, no pointing fingers. It is on us. 
So if you feel like your teams aren't doing what you need them to do, before you start pointing the finger everywhere else, point it inward and say, what can I do differently? What can I do to improve this? What can I do to move this team forward? How can I make this better? And only after you've done that and set everybody up for success and you start to see, hey, there's just some consistent underperformers or they're dragging the team down, maybe you have to make some decisions at that time. And again, that's hard to do and you have to own that process too because you can't hinder the rest of your team by carrying people who don't want to believe in the mission. They want to sabotage things, et cetera, et cetera. So short, sweet, and to the point type of an episode this week, but I really want to challenge you to ask yourself, are you owning it? Are you owning everything that your business is doing? I had to look inward on, you know, I have a bunch of initiatives that are always ongoing. And one of them I was looking at and I was like, why isn't this moving faster for my team? And when I basically sat down and thought about it, I was like, because of me, I'm not doing all of the things that I need to be doing. I'm not clarifying mission. I'm not pushing people the way that they need to be pushed and encouraging them the way that they need to be encouraged. Everyone needs to be better all the time. And if you are complacent and satisfied with the thing, the way things are going, you might as well plan to, you know, throw in the towel because people are going to push harder than you to take better care of their teams, create environments that are wonderful and exciting and pull those team members who are top performers away from you. So own it, own every piece and part of that business. I will tell you, and I'll say it and I'll say it and I'll say it again, taking care of humans is going to separate the good businesses from the great businesses as we move forward into the next 10 years. Anyone can work from wherever effectively now. So how are we making environments healthy and exciting and stable for people? We've got to throw that toxicity out the door. And if you think you've got it in your environment, first and foremost, you got to look inward. Why are you allowing it? Why is it still there? So with that, I challenge you to take extreme ownership of every single thing in your life, particularly your teams and your businesses. And as always, don't forget, don't just be bold, be bolder.